Welcome to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast on the World Football Index. As always, I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined by Tom Robinson. Tom, this podcast has been around for a bit now, so I think we've, we've been able to establish some trends. And I think one thing that we're really good at is we know how to strike when the iron's hot, and we're getting in on the ground floor of some of these players. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes, as we discovered pre-pod, that doesn't. But that is exactly what today's show is all about. We're breaking down Fluminense's attacker, João Pedro. He's 17, signed for Watford, but may not ever play there. We'll tell you more about that as this podcast goes on. But he's had quite the couple of weeks for Fluminense, Tom, banging in the goals. And we had to get in. We had to break him down. We know how to do this, right? Yeah, you've got to roll the dice sometimes. And a lot of time we like to sort of watch them for a little bit longer, be able to, you know, give a more well-rounded opinion on them. But sometimes when they're literally playing some of the probably most exciting football in South America right now, um, then you have to kind of get there, you know, while the interest is, is high and obviously that link to, you know, a couple of Premier League clubs by the looks of it um, means that a lot of people want to know who this guy is. Uh, so, so, you know, we've got to capitalize. And I think another trend that, uh, that has also come through this pod is basically if you play for Fluminense and you're young, we'll probably do a podcast on you. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of uh, themes coming through in uh, Joao Pedro here. Tom, let's start with that stretch of form he's on. He had a stretch of eight days where he scored six goals, a pair domestically in the league against Cruzeiro, another one against Cruzeiro in the cup. And then a trio of goals against Atletico Nacional in the Copa Sudamericana. And oh, for good measure, he also had the assist on Fluminense on another Fluminense goal in that match, which was a 4-1 win. Not many players, Tom, can score six goals in eight days in three matches. That's a ridiculously impressive haul. Yeah, I mean, that's when you have to sit up and take notice, you know, regardless of what age they are. But the fact that this is coming from a, you know, a 17-year-old is even more impressive. And, you know, if that wasn't... Uh enough then yeah just another one against Bayer a couple of days later so what's that seven goals in five games or something crazy like that so you know the hype is justified at the moment I know it's a, a very small sample size but there's a lot of reasons to to yeah sit up and take notice of, of this guy yeah that makes it seven goals in four games that goal in the 3-2 loss against Bayer at the weekend and those games coming over 11 days so seven goals in 11 days six in eight It's a pretty good return. He's a 17-year-old attacker, Tom, and he made headlines about, I guess it was about six months ago now, when Watford announced that they had signed him from Fluminense for a deal that was believed to be about 10 million euros. He was under 18 at the time. In fact, he's still under 18. He won't turn 18 until September 26th of this year. That means that he's not obviously allowed to, to move outside of Brazil, so he can't move to Watford until he's 18. They announced initially that he would move in January of 2020 from Fluminense to Watford. There's also been some reports that he could stay on at Fluminense until June of 2020, so about a year's time from now. Although given the form that he's in now, Watford would certainly want to bring that move forward. As we'll get into, there's a potential that he doesn't even appear for Watford. There could be some financial workarounds where somebody could buy him from Watford with Fluminense, etc., etc. But let's talk about him first as a player Uh, He's a goal scorer, pure and simple. He's an attacking player. He's an exciting attacking player. He gets in good positions. He's pretty good physically for where he's at as a 17-year-old. 
Uh, Tom, I think the comparisons are quite natural to another Fluminense product who also moved first to Watford in Richarlison. Do you see similarities in the two games of, of those two players? Is that a fair comparison, an unfair comparison? Yeah, yes and no. I think it's the obvious one that people are going to make because of where he's coming from, where he's going, more or less the kind of position that he plays. Um, as you say, though, I, I think Joel Pedro, from from what I've seen, is more of kind of an out-and-out striker, more of a clinical finisher than Richarlison um, is, per se. Um, obviously, Joel Pedro can float across and, and be wide on the right, wide on the left, just as uh, Richarlison does. Um but I, I, I feel like his long-term future may well be a bit more central. You know, they're, they're both quick, very, very good at acceleration. And I, I think one element that is very similar in both of them and what's marked them out as, as really talents that are worth watching is that kind of spatial awareness. They're, they're really aware of where others are around them, how to manipulate the ball and, and use their body to get get through defenders in tight spaces. So that intelligence and the mental side of his game, which is always something that uh, impressed me from Richarlison, especially at the under-20s, he just always seemed to be getting into the right position, um, was something very good. But I think there's a there's a sort of an extra clinical edge to Joao Pedro. His, his heading's surprisingly good as well. Um, and he's just utterly fearless right now. I, I, I like his... He's got these really long, elegant strides as well. I mean, if anyone, he kind of reminds me a bit more of Anthony Martial, if I had to throw out a name there. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a reason to compare. And I don't know what what do you, what do you think his 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 future position lies? Is he going to be more of a that out and out striker, or do you think he's going to be more of a wide forward? I think it's interesting because I think over this past ten days, and again, this is really all we have to to go on with him. Uh, he made some professional appearances before that, but this is the stretch when he's really kind of come out and, and announced himself on not just the, the, the national stage in Brazil, but really the world stage, is that he's shown how talented he is and that he could kind of perhaps feature as both. Uh, he can get into the, to essentially and score those goals, but he had that assist against Atletico Nacional, a perfectly, you know, he got into position kind of on the wing and pulled it back for Luciano to score. So I think he's shown that he could feature in that sort of role down the line. Um, but I think his pure goal-scoring ability would lead me to believe that he's kind of an out-and-out -out striker, more of, you know, less a, a big, bulky hold-up guy and more of an athletic kind of run-in behind. But I think the thing, another thing that has really stood out to me in watching him is he just looks impressive. He looks really well put together for a 17-year-old, and he's, he's fluid physically. He's, he's big without kind of looking gangly. Uh, he, he's not necessarily as bulked up strength-wise yet, but of course, again, he's, he's just 17. And he kind of almost looks a bit like Gabriel Jesus to me, a player who we saw be successful at Palmeiras, who actually had a stretch like this with Palmeiras, where he kind of just burst onto the scene with, with a week where he just banged in the goals and then obviously had the move to Manchester City where he's been good. I think that's another relatively fair comparison here, at least as far as styles of play. Although Juan Pedro is certainly, I think, a bigger player. And you said it, Tom, his ability to head the ball has been really impressive and his, his spatial awareness to get into position and then, you know, direct the ball into a perfect corner. He did, he's done that a couple of times. One of the goals against Atletico Nacional was exactly that. Um, 
the signs are certainly very, very promising based on what we've seen. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think you said it there. Like he has got that. He's he's tall, tall without being, you know, like, like you said, gangly. He's he's he can do a bit of that hold up play as well without being just a typical target man. He's got a little bit of everything, um, without necessarily sort of you know saying that he's a, a jack of all trades i don't think he's necessarily that uh someone who's just a seven out of ten all round i think he's got those edges that that clearly look like he's something special um so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops because it's a, it's a really crucial age as well that that kind of two-year gap from 17 to 19 so much can change um you know in, in a player's development how they how they bulk up you know we've seen players bulk up too early and that leads to all kinds of injuries later on um so it's, it's going to be really really interesting to see how he does develop and it's good that he can't really move until um by the looks of it you know january 2020 because that's going to give him more time just to develop in a, a less pressured environment um one he's more familiar with and hopefully he can just keep doing what he's doing um and yeah show that that Excellent scouting by Watford is has been well worth it. All right, Tom, are you ready for some some financial gymnastics? You got Please, your, your, go, your brain go working, yeah. your, your abacus got... out to do the math. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so exactly. this this information is per Globo Sports. Um, for those who don't know, they are probably the most trusted when it comes to reporting on on Brazilian football and Brazilian players. If it appears in Globo Sports, odds are it, it's true. Um, so Watford paid Fluminense. A deal worth 10 million euros to sign Juan Pedro when he's 18. Of that 10 million euros, 2.5 million has already been paid, and regardless of what happens, Fluminense will keep that money. There's another 7.5 million euros that will be paid once he actually moves there via bonuses, etc. So that money is earmarked for Fluminense right now from Watford for a total price, including bonuses, of 10 million euros. However, in the deal, Watford established a release clause that would require them to be paid 20 million euros if somebody were to come in to Fluminense, offer to buy Juan Pedro from Fluminense, Watford would then be required to get 20 million euros. So they would essentially double what they would have paid for Juan Pedro, but with that 7.5 million not having been paid yet, would end up pocketing quite a bit. So theoretically, a club could come in. Liverpool have been linked with him lately. Just about all of the big clubs have been, to be fair. And pay Fluminense, say, 30 million euros for Juan Pedro. 20 million of that would then go to Watford. 10 million would stick with Fluminense. Watford wouldn't have to pay that extra 7.5 million. And then Fluminense would also keep that 2.5 million that they have been paid. So though he signed with Watford, though that's been announced by the club, this stretch and kind of what continues to go on for him down the stretch, Tom, could mean that there are a lot more sharks circling around and debating how much they think this player could be worth and how much they'd be willing to pay. And as well as Fluminense then weighing how much they can get out of this, you'd have to think any deal that they would take would be over 30 million euros because they're already guaranteed around that 10 million from Watford. Does your brain hurt yet? <laughs> I think you've done very well. It's uh, it's kind of like the, the big short in uh, podcast format there. Um, but I honestly think that there if he carries on the way he's going, there will be clubs who, who don't even sort of bat an eyelid at paying more than £30 million for, for him. I mean, we've seen uh, Real Madrid pay £45 million for uh, Vinicius and Rodrigo, who I think, you know, at, at that sort of time, there was about sort of, they'd got about 10 goals in about 
50 games by the time they'd moved or, or, or something like that. And already Joao Pedro is up to, you know, seven or eight. So it's, it's impressive that, you know, Watford could potentially bank 20 million from a player who, you know, they, they only initially paid 2.5 million for, but I think there are clubs who would see, see him and, and see young, especially Brazilian talents and think, you know what, we need to get on him before he's worth a hundred million or something crazy like that. It's it sounds crazy to be talking about a young player who's played that few games being worth that much, but there there is so much um you know money involved in te- when it comes to potential rather than what they may or may have not done already. It's 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 a case that for them they'll think yeah, 30 million now, if, you know, someone like Liverpool are as interested as they've reported been, you know, they'll think, yeah, 30 million, we can, we can flip that in two years time if we need to. I mean, just look at Richarlison went for about, what was it? About 12, 13 million. And they, they got, uh, and then Everton paid 50 million for him. So yeah, I mean, 20 million or so um, could not necessarily be a bargain, but it could make sense for the big clubs who've got that much money swilling around to to go for. So it, we've seen crazier things. And this, Tom, kind of seems to be the trend, and you mentioned it, particularly with young Brazilian players. We haven't necessarily seen this with any, any other of the younger players in South America. But with Brazilian players in particular, you mentioned Rodrigo. Uh, Vinicius Jr. is right up in there. Teams want to get in as young as possible on these players and then know that when they turn 18, they're going to be able to move or turn 19, whatever it may be, and get them as young as they possibly can and then, and then you know develop them from there. And that's why, like you say, it's not out of the realm of possibility for a club like Liverpool, for one, a big, big club to, to, ba- to put that kind of money down for a player like João Pedro. I don't think you'll see any quote-unquote medium-tier club coming in and, and willing to put that much money on a young player like this. Uh, Everton can spend $50 million on a player who has proven himself in England, but you're not going to see a club like that spend that type of money on a player who's yet to prove himself. But for those big, giant, massive clubs to where that much money doesn't really make a difference, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Liverpool, Manchester City, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see that type of move. And Tom, that's objectively absurd that a player could have played himself into this type of money over an 11-day stretch in his career. That's absolutely, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it is incredible. It's ridiculous. There's so many words you could use to describe it. But I mean, that is that is the way the game is going. And it's partly what makes, you know, this player so exciting because, you know, everyone is scrambling now to to get a look at him and and you know snap him up. Like you said, this is definitely a trend that's going going up. Especially, you know, you look at the amount of under twenty players, particularly from the Brazil squad, who were who were snapped up just before or during the tournament for you know pretty big bucks. Considering you know they, they there hadn't been a whole lot of game time for them and not a particularly impressive performance by the Brazil squad. But yeah, like you said. They're they're going they're spending the money on potential rather than uh, you know the finished object. Whereas the the other clubs in the in the world are kind of you they have to be smart like Watford and get there in there really early before you know anyone's even seen them play in in some situations because you know if you don't either the 
big big clubs are going to snap them up for for a lot of money or most other english clubs particularly are going to wait until they've had a bit of success in europe and they say yeah we'd rather pay 40 million for a sure thing than than splash 20 or or 15 on a player who's you know a complete shot in the dark for for want of a better phrase um that is just particularly the way it's going in england at the moment um and you know there are clubs out there watford being one of the best proponents of it um who are having to think a little bit differently having a look at the south american market but um you know they don't have the funds where they can spend the the really big uh, money so they they have to do it a, a bit a uh, bit more cleverly and we've and as, as I said there, Watford have been so good at it right now. I mean, the the signing of Kucha Hernandez looks like it could be an absolute masterstroke. He's he's done great things um, for um, Wesker and for the the Colombian youth national teams. Um, and you know they've they've got other players like Dodi Luca Bakayo, um, Adabelto Beniranda looked like a, he could have been one of those star players and he may well still be one but you know it doesn't always work out but they're they're the kind of the trailblazers in in picking up these young players and um and uh you know we've seen it with richarlison and and others so um a lot of credit needs to go to watford i think and look i think it's important to note here tom like i said this is an 11 day stretch for joan pedro and it has been fantastic and he has looked really good and i think he's shown that he certainly has everything that it takes to be a high-level successful player. But he's a 17-year-old kid at this point, and there's so much still to happen in his footballing career. Plenty of ups. I'm sure there will be downs yet to come. But that is kind of where we're at with modern football right now. And, And Watford did what they had to do to get their hands on a player like this. And now other bigger clubs are potentially weighing whether they're going to do what they have to do to get a player like this. And that's kind of where Brazilian football is with the development of these young players. And I think, you know, that is the new reality. Um, And you can talk all you want about whether that's good or bad, but it is what it is. And so I think we have to obviously state the obvious uh, that this guy is not even close to being a finished product yet. But again, you have to like what you've seen so far, and I think you'd rather him play like this now than, than not play like this at all, right? Yeah, the early signs are, you know, phenomenally exciting, and he's he's going to go through ups and downs. He's going to have that streak where he doesn't score for, you know, fifteen games potentially. We've seen, you know, as as you mentioned there, Gabriel Jesus as a comparison. He's had some of these. Um, stretches in his career he's for the most part he's got over them and showed his mental fortitude and you know Joao Pedro's gonna have to deal with that as well he's gonna have increasing amount of pressure and spotlight placed on him now because of this um, huge reputation he's a virgin for himself um, but you know these are going to be the 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 markings of whether he's really cut out for it you know pressure uh, sort of doesn't make a talent it or put it, it kind of just reveals um whether where someone's got the the mentality and and the skill to c- kind of come through it so we're, it's going to be really fascinating as you said it's a, it's a really crucial time in his development all eyes are going to be on him and um you know it could be a case that he he's turning up in the, the chinese super league in in seven years time or he could be you know banging them in for one of the super clubs in the world. So it's, I don't want to make any bold predictions as I, I have done in the past, 
we'll never forget, uh, you know, the uh, Jose Luis Gomez. It's been a while since he got a mention. Um, but I think it's going to be very interesting at, at the very, very least to see where his career goes from here. Yeah, this this is going to be a player, Tom, that, you know, 12, 18 months from now, when we do another one of our, our scouting spotlight roundups where we kind of look back and, and update the listeners as to where these players are, uh, Jean Pedro is, is absolutely going to be one that's at the top of the list as far as intrigue. And we're either probably going to say, oh, you know, we, we profiled him when or ah, remember him, which is what we said about a lot of those Fluminense players that we've done. Uh, Gerson, Wendell. Uh, Gustavo Scarpa, who's been quite good for Palmeiras, but is, of course, still in Brazil. Uh, but then also there's Richarlison, who, you know, we, we kind of got in on the ground floor on, and he's been fantastic. So a lot still to come for João Pedro, uh, but we hope for, for any of you Watford fans that maybe checked out this podcast, for any Liverpool fans who were looking at a player that they've been targeting, that you at least got an idea of what he's done so far, what he could do in the future, and kind of where the situation is is at now you can follow me on twitter at austin underscore james 906 he is at tom robo 89 did i get that right you sure did mate bingo and you can follow the world football index on social media as well for all the latest from us all that's left for me to say is thanks for listening and goodbye